heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Hi, I'm Bonnie at WSFI, and I'm, I am humbled and honored to introduce Father Lawrence Carney to you for this program. Father Lawrence Carney was ordained for the Diocese of Wichita in 2007. For five years, he walked the streets of U.S. cities in Cassock, carrying a crucifix and a rosary in each hand in an effort to bring souls to the Catholic Church. In 2014, he was appointed as chaplain of the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles. In 2017, he began the League of St. Martin, a pious association that prays for reverence, reparation, and reversion. The chief goals of being enrolled in the Archfraternity of the Holy Face and the Confraternity of the Holy Rosary. In 2022, continuing as chaplain of the nuns and director of the League, he was appointed apostolic priest of wichita kansas so father i understand you're going to lead us in the chaplet of the holy face that's right thanks for that introduction so let's start with the chaplet of the holy face which object is the triumph of the holy catholic church oh god come to my assistance oh lord make haste to help me Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it, As was, it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and never shall, shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. In honor of the sense of touch, glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was, it was in the beginning, the beginning is, is now, and ever shall, shall be, shall be world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. My Jesus, mercy, arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered, and let all and the hatred flee from before thy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee before your holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee hate before your holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let those that hate thee fly before thy face. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Honor of the sense of hearing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. My Jesus, mercy. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. In honor of the sense of sight, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, be, world without end. Amen. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. 
Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. And honor the sense of smell. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and ever shall be, be, world without without end. Amen. Amen. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. In the honor of the sense of taste, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. In honor of the three years of the public life, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Amen. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Let those who hate thee flee before thy holy face. In honor of the seven dollars of the Immaculate Virgin, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In honor of the seven last words of Jesus, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen.
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the other instruments of his holy passion, that thou may put division in the camp of thine enemies. For as thy beloved Son has said, the kingdom divided against itself shall fall. May the thrice holy name of God overthrow all their plans. May the name of the living God split them up by disagreement. May the terrible name of the God of eternity stamp out all their godliness, godlessness. Lord, I do not desire the death of the sinner, but I want him to be converted and to live. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most ineffable, Name of God, be ever praised, blessed, loved, adored, or glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all the creatures of God and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. God, our protector, look down upon us and cast thine eyes upon the face of thy Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayers, Father. Thank you. So, Bonnie, we also have here in the show, we have Marianne Harold from WQPH in Massachusetts, and I'm Angela Tomlinson, and we, as Bonnie mentioned, we have Father Lawrence Carney, who is, um, I'm in the middle, I still haven't finished this magnificent, I don't want the book to end, I think that's what my problem is, Father, I read it every night, this beautiful book called The Secret <laughs> of the Holy Face. But it's just it's just a magnificent book. And Bonnie, what you made it you had a great summary of it before we get started with some detailed questions. What, tell them what tell them what you said to me this morning. Well, it was so well laid out, Father, so well put together, uh, bringing forth a lot of things that I think in my past I knew a little bit about, but you kind of tied all those beautiful saints and uh, tied the sacred heart of Jesus to the holy face. And uh, in reading it, you're, you're just uh, transported to a different world. Uh, you know, you, you leave the worries and cares that we have in our culture today because after reading the book, you know they can be defeated if we work together and we bring forth the holy face of Jesus to our world, which needs it so badly. Mm-hmm. Marianne, did you get a chance to read it? Yes, I, I, I had the same idea that Bonnie has, um, that I want to order some of those and give them out in our area, especially in our prisons, if we can get them in there, because this is the most important uh, devotion I think that we can do right now um, with the with the way our world is right mm-hmm. with the, the temperature and we have those Satanists coming to Boston in April to have this big conference at the Marriott Hotel and everyone's saying what can I do I say start saying arise O Lord and you sleep <laughs> I do it every night father you are right on top of this thank mm-hmm. you for writing that book Yes. I'm going to talk to Tian and find out how I can order some in bulk. Yes. They're so, awesome, awesome books. So, Father, you're promoting the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face. What is that Arch Confraternity? Yes, Angela. The Arch Confraternity of the Holy Faith is where this started. Uh, 
the devotion to the holy faith is old it's been around for thousands of years but it has come together in a special stress back in the 1840s when sister mary saint peter received revelations from jesus christ about the punishment that god his father's giving to the world and how the communists are going to be the revolutionary men that God's going to punish us with. She had so many revelations, I can't even start to get into all of them. And Venerable Leo Pont was real close to her. This was a Carmel in Tours, France. And Venerable Leo Pont had a engraving of the Bella Veronica, which he burned an oil lamp day and night, and there were 6,000 recorded certified miracles of people that would be healed by this oil from chronic illnesses. And so the Archbishop of Tours and a few of them started promoting this, and they had these revelations given to the Salem Benedictines in the area that were very renowned theologians, and they approved of it. And so all of this matter went before Pope Leo the Thirteenth, and in 1885, in October, he erected the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face, and Saint Therese of Lisieux signed up that year with her dad and a few of her sisters. So that's the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face in Tours, France. Wow. And you want a million people to sign up for this Archcon fraternity. Why a million people? Yeah, because as humans, you know, we're physical beings, so we need we need tangible goals to get fired up. So in my time of prayer, contemplation, as I was discerning about promoting this devotion many years ago in an abbey, the thought came to mind, this devotion has all the tools needed to destroy the powers to be that want to make us all slaves and take away our Catholic Church. So I imagine that God had a preordained amount of people that would enroll in this arch confraternity, and once that number was met, if it would be met, then he would take away the curse of sending the revolutionary men into the world and into the church and into the deep state, the deep church, and he would then give the blessing instead. And it's just like in the Old Testament. Basically, if you follow my commands, you'll have the blessing. If you don't, you'll have the curse. So God's in charge. So I think this is an offering that I want to give my priesthood up to. Since I'm in sales, I'm not in management. I'm not a bishop, I'm just a priest. I'm going to try for the rest of my life to get a, a million people or so to sign up. The number doesn't really matter. I'm just putting a number out there because, like I said, we're humans. We need tangible goals to get fired up about this. So many people are praying that this happens. If we get 10,000 in the next few years, that's a good start. Because those 10,000 people, if they get the, the fire of God in them to pray this mystical combat, as our Lord specifies at the Sister Mary St. Peter, then those 10,000 people can help to make a million eventually. And I hope to do that by the time God takes me from this world, so I'm 47, so I don't know how long that is, but I've got a definite goal set in mind. Father, what was the quote you gave in the book from Leviticus? Yes, the quote is, if there are five of yours, then you will take down a hundred of the enemy. If there's a hundred of you, meaning the good guys, then 10,000 of the enemy will fall by the hand of the sword. So that's saying that it doesn't take very many good people to defeat wicked a, a large group of wicked men and it grows exponentially so that, right father it, grows, it exponentially. grows exponentially explain that just like i 
Yes, just like the evil, I think what I've been told by communist China, there's not a whole lot of people there in the communist party, but they're loud and they're persistent. So it's just a small group of evil people is getting kind of wagging the dog with the tail. But the same thing can happen for good. It doesn't take a whole lot of good people. So it's exponential. Once, please God, he gives us the grace to have thousands of people sign up, those prayers start to bring more people along. Because I've noticed that when we start little prayer groups, I tell the people, don't start recruiting people. Just start praying the prayers, and then let the God will bring the people to you, and he'll bring the right ones. And then if we keep praying and we get more and more people praying, God keeps giving us more and more grace, and it's exponential growth from there. You know, it's like it doubles every year, just for example, two to four to eight to 16 to 32, et cetera. You're up in the thousands in just a short amount of time. Do you have any idea how many people have, how close are we to the million, Father? <laughs> <laughs> well, the book came out, and by the way, thanks for the comments, Bonnie, in the book. I wanted to give all the credit to God, because anything that I do that's good, I give him the credit, because he's the one that inspires it. That's his grace. So I have friends that go to tours. They go there a couple times a year, because Guile, he's from there, and he's a American airline pilot, so he can go over there for a very small price. They talked to the director of the Archconfraternity of the Holy Faith, Father Christopher Marie, he's a Dominican, and he posted up a graph that showed how many people signed up in the last nine months in 2022. So there were like four people from Ireland, there were like three from Italy, and there was 858 from the United States. So that's small, but it's a start. And the book just came out in the middle of 2022. I almost said this year, but it's 2023 now. So my hope is that that book starts to really go deep into the interior life of people. And people start making it active and promoting it, getting it out, so that that number can go from 1,000 to hopefully 10,000 in the next three years. And then hopefully in the next 10 years, it'll start going close to 100,000 and it just exponentially go from there. Meanwhile, I think we're going to start seeing some wonderful things from these prayer warriors, just like all the people that are devoted to Our Lady of Fatima and praying the rosary. And this is tied to the rosary, isn't it? This devotion. This devotion is Definitely tied to the rosary because the French school, which included many bishops and priests and religious in the 16th, 17th, and 18th century, they taught us about to Jesus through Mary. And St. Um, Louis de Montfort was one of the, the last ones of this school, and it's basically a school where we need to go to God through Mary. We need to make total consecration to her to be slaves. So I encourage people to take their Marian devotion, or if they don't have one, to really ask her to give each other one. And this helps us because by praying the rosary, and meditating on all those mysteries constantly throughout the day, throughout our weeks, she then starts to form our souls like hers, and she prepares us then to see Jesus the way she saw Jesus, to see his face the way she saw his face. So that rosary is a definite foundation. It's like humility. We have to excavate the ground, and the taller the edifice is, the greater we have to excavate the ground. So the pillars of faith and hope can hold up the cupola of charity. And so the rosary brings about that humility so that we can really come into this devotion of the holy faith. So when people start to pray these prayers together, when I watch over them through the League of St. Martin, 
I require that they have to pray a rosary alongside some prayers of the Holy Faith. And it's very simple. And from there, people in these different prayer cells can have a different personality for each group. Because we we once asked Father Christian Marie, again, who's the director of the Center of the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Faith in Tours, France, how does one start a confraternity of the Holy Faith? And he said to Gail and Diane, no one has asked that question in known history. And so he went to the Archbishop of Tours, who was a successor of St. Martin of Tours, St. Martin of Tours who happens to be one of the three patrons of the Archbishop of Holy Faith. And the successor, the bishops, the Archbishop said, well, they need to write a statute and submit it to the local bishop. So when we start these little groups, grassroots, we always include the rosary and then prayers to the holy thing. So, uh, Father, what's involved with the... Uh, we were saying that you would like to have a million members um, for the Arch Confraternity. What's involved with being a member? So in order to be a member, uh, the simple thing is is to sign up with the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face in Tours. Or people can go to our website, and we have... Uh, form that's in French, but it's translated in English. People can fill it out and mail it in. I think the postage is about $1.40 now, and we also have a link where they can do that online on our website, the League of St. Martin. That's just the simple activity, but it takes discernment. It might even, if someone has a spiritual director, it would be a good thing to ask the spiritual director and in that discernment, it's good to know that the devotion to the Holy Face does not add a lot of time to an already rigorous schedule of some devotees that have a lot of devotions. So it adds one minute a day and about one hour a month for the monthly meetings. So that's how people can sign up, is they just enroll. It's free. They enroll for life. And there's six conditions required for it. But they join into the graces with all the other members of the Arch Confraternity, just like other confraternities. And it's really neat because St. Therese of Lisieux is one of them, and so is both of her parents, the Martins, who are both saints now. So there's a lot of saints in this Arch Confraternity. And since St. Therese of Lisieux is a patron saint, of missions, missionaries and conversions of people, it sure is nice to have her along board in this army where our Lord told us we need to have a general in this army, and that general is the Blessed Virgin Mary under the title of Our Lady of the Holy Name of God. Pray for us. Wow. Miriam, what question do you have? Well, what comes to me is about his League of St. Martin. He refers to this a lot, Father, you do. Is that something you started, or what is the League of St. Martin? Yes, the League of St. Martin has some background. I started the Canons Regular of St. Martin of Tours, and I had the Bishop of the Diocese of Kansas City, Missouri, support me, and it was a men's community, and I got up to three men, but then I got very ill, and I had to stop it. So then I told my local bishop that I would, I think God wants me to continue instead of the canons regular of St. Martin, which would be just religious, to be the League of St. Martin, which would be priests and religious and lay people, and he had no problem with that. And that wow. was about five, five or six years ago. And so through that illness, God has redirected my efforts to promoting the Holy Faith and enrollment in the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Faith, and also for people to enroll in the Confraternity of the Rosary, 
And then as I was doing this, the whole world seemed to turn upside down and hell seemed to be unleashed. And it seemed like here in the USA, as if this hand of revolutionary men was about to close our churches to change our way of life completely, which it has in many ways, and to make us slaves of the state. So this this League of St. Martin has really shown to be something that's very pertinent for our times, and I didn't plan that. God has has weaved his beautiful um, message within the League of St. Martin. And so Cam Publishers contacted me to write a book on the devotion to the Holy Faith, and it's I believe that was a divine grace because they're my favorite publishers in the whole world. But I think that the prayers of all the members of the League were probably two, three hundred now that are formally doing the prayers to the Holy Face and meeting once a month. Those prayers are making providential things happen, and God's giving us opportunities to do something. People come to me, and they feel so hopeless that their grocery stores are closing, the churches are closing like it was in 2020. They say, Father, what can we do? And I said, let's be the best Catholics we can be. Let's start to get calluses on our knees and get on them and start being good Catholics and pray that God takes away this curse and changes it into a blessing. So that's what the League of St. Martin is. And we have three aims. They're reparation, reverence, and reversion. So reparation is the chief object of devotion to holy faith. To make reparation to God for the blasphemies and for people leaving the church, for mocking him, for idolatries, and then reverence for the lack of reverence in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, to pray for the spread of the, of the Latin Mass. And then the last one is, re, is um, reversion, and that is people coming back to the Church. So we're praying for our our family members and the members of the world to come back to the church of left and also for conversion to come into the truth to come into the church that's very powerful do you have if i wrote to you or go on your website information if we could start some here in the boston area of the league of saint martin yes so because people are looking we, to do things yes we do not publicize the details of how to start a League of St. Martin mm-hmm. in someone's local area, because we don't want the enemy to discover this stuff. Right. And we want people to really swim upstream and show that they really have some fervor before they do want to start a League. And then they talk to me, and then we have a discussion or two, and we discern, and I see if they're a good fit or not. Good fit or not. So Boston... Me being a carny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Irish. Yeah, in mm-hmm. fact, I don't know if it was from you, Miriam, but somebody just sent me an email today asking if I would come and speak about the Holy Face in Boston. So that's not coincidence, that's Providence. Right. And I'm going to probably talk to her this week. But yes, Boston does not yeah. have a League of St. Martin yet. So I would definitely be open to speaking about that. And if yes. other people around the U.S. want to do that, they have to come to me, and we have to make contact, you know, on the phone at least. Face-to-face would be the best. But this right. is a world apostolate, so I can't go to everywhere at every moment right. unless I could bilocate, like Padre Pio, but I can't. <laughs> Not yet. Because, because Angela, <laughs> it's so weird. We, we were planning to do a holy face relic tour again this uh, Lent because of that demonic thing, number one, and two, because we, we had a tour last week, last year, and it was very well attended, all the churches, and I think if a Catholic priest came and talked in some of the bigger churches about the Holy Face, um, the, it would influence the priest to to continue the devotion, and um, 
So we're planning to do that in 2023. So if you have an interest, Father and Angela wants to come here or would go to Chicago, if she wants to do it in Chicago, we need to get the ground moving. Get the ground moving. We need people like you to promote and to get this devotion on fire because this devotion has so many beautiful foundations and soundnesses of theology. It's an arch confraternity, so it's got all the canonical pinnings. This is not some crazy mystical whack job. This is a wonderful sound, uh, a way to fight against the evil of the world. And when more and more people that are in marketing and sales get on board with this, this gets to really be exciting because the end game, this devotion has helped me so much to see in the Psalms how many times the name of the face of God is mentioned. Because devotions make us tender towards certain aspects of God or his church. But the end game is this, ladies. This is the beautiful thing. It's the beautiful right. vision. St. Thomas Aquinas says the greatest reward for those who go to heaven is to see God face to face. And we have never had a devotion that has been so specifically geared towards that, the devotion to the holy face of Jesus. And what, another little thing I've noticed in the last few months as I pray the devotion is this devotion was first promoted by diocesan priests. That's very rare. Most devotions are promoted by religious, like I can think of the Rosary, Dominicans. And there's so many other ones that are voted, promoted by religious. But this one was to, promoted by the canon secular of the cathedral in Tours of St. Martin's, Father Hanvier, who was the, the chapter... Um, leader, he was a canon secular, and canon secular, they, they're they tied to the cathedral and trying to make the most beautiful liturgies in the diocese, and that's why one of our aims is reverence. And I'm a diocesan priest, and I tried to become a religious, but God wouldn't let me, because I got too sick, and I'm a diocesan priest. It's promoting this devotion, so that's a little a little pl- plug there for diocesan priests for listening or my hear of this little talk. Yes. This is for Dawson priests. And imagine if only 2% of the Dawson priests actually got behind this devotion and promoted it, that changed the world. <laughs> right. Bonnie? One of our, oh, excuse me. Go ahead, Bonnie. Father, could you tie the date of May 13th into the devotion and Our Lady's Revelation at Fatima, and St. Teresa of Lisieux, and everything with the Holy Face. I found that quite fascinating in your book. Yes, Bonnie, I'll try to keep that as short as I can. It's so beautiful. So, back in the 7th century, in the Pantheon, the Pope consecrated that pagan temple into St. Mary of the Martyrs, and he had a, a dozen or two carriages of all the relics from the catacombs taken up and brought into that church, and he had the Vela Veronica that had been given over by Veronica to the popes, and on May the 13th, the Vela Veronica would be processed out to make reparation and also to pray for protection. And it would be taken out during that century extra times in addition to May the 13th during calamities, or if there was a revolution stirring up to make reparation. So when Our Lady first started talking to the children at Fatima, my question is, why did she pick May the 13th? Because May the 13th is when the Pope consecrated St. Mary the Martyrs back in the 6th century, and the Vela Veronica was taken out once a year. Why did she pick May the 13th? Well, there could be many reasons, but one of them could be 
she wanted us to tie the connection between the devotion to the holy face of Jesus and to her messages of Fatima. Because there's a common thread between the messages of Fatima, the messages of Jesus, Sister Mary St. Peter, which are the holy face, and also another devotion or another private revelation called Our Lady of Revelation in the 1950s in Rome, there's three, there's a common theme and it's called the golden arrow. There's, there's all three of them are talking about this golden arrow, which is an arrow shot to the womb of God to pour out mercy. So it's to pray for that. And then St. Therese, the connection there is she has one of the longest religious names in history, St. Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Faith. That last part is usually taken out, and we usually we call her St. Teresa of Lisieux because it's so long. But we need to start focusing of the Holy Faith because her blood sister, Sister, Mary, Sister Agnes, who was, all, who was Mother Agnes for three years, she was the superior for three years, and she appointed her sister to be the novice mistress for those three years. Well, when St. Therese of Lisieux died, Sister Agnes went in front of the cause for canonization under oath and said, however great her love was for the child Jesus, it was nothing compared to her devotion to the holy things. So that's a stress that I couldn't believe the world really didn't know, that this devotion has helped me to see, and I put that in my book. And those people out there that love St. Teresa of Lisieux, if you really want to get to know her even better, really start focusing on her devotion to the Holy Face, because when she was suffering tuberculosis, she put an image of the Holy Face on her curtain, and she was gaze at him so that she could suffer well. Her, her suffering was so valuable. So many people are coming into the church because of her, and we don't even know it. And that's because her devotion to Holy Face was so great, and also because she was so, so much of a child. Jesus said, in order to get into heaven, you need to become like a little child. And so this devotion to the Holy Face helps us through her, because her intercession, especially since I've become a member of the Archconfraternity of the Holy Faith, her intercession has been so much more deeply profound in my life. And I want that for other people. So I'm in cells. So I'm selling this because I believe in it completely. I'm going to put my whole life into this. Marian, you had a question, and I, and, um, I interrupted you. I apologize. What were you going to say? Well, of course, my mind is so many ideas, which is not good. But I think you have a wonderful priest here, Angela, that it was so blessed that you have him here on the radio over Chicagoland, and we can share this message. And I, I think we can do things for God if we work together and pray and discern like he did. I, I joined the Arch Confraternity. They sent me the most beautiful gifts. Um, I went on uh, Vicki Schreiner's website, and, and she had a, a link to it. And I, I would like to send for some of those forms, or with Father's permission, get those forms and send them to him from this area, because um, this year we gave out maybe a thousand Holy Face medals, and people seem wow. to like them. We put them on their scapulas, right? Our Legion of Mary does a lot of this work, Father. We, we have to be active, work two by two, and giving out the medals and the Holy Face picture uh, and having talks about the Holy Face. We, we just don't have enough guests that could go out across this whole huge diocese of Boston, which really needs this devotion and where we are in Worcester. So, Father, my question is, will you pray and discern if the Holy Spirit wants to send you out on some tours that are well-managed 
and don't cost you anything. <laughs> That's the key. Oh, yes. Huh? I love the Legion of Mary because I myself, when I have time, which is almost daily, I go out into the streets and walk around yeah. and pray the rosary. And I just read recently St. Rose of Lima down in South America. She wrote down how she wanted to walk around the cities and cry to souls, heaven, 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 because they're losing heaven. And that's what the Legion of Mary is so good about, is getting out there. And the Legion of Mary has asked me to come and do talks for them in other places. But we need you to get strong with the Legion of Mary. They're the the volunteers that we we couldn't do it by ourselves. <clears throat> he just went into the nursing homes with things like this for Christmas with medals, rosaries, scapulas, holy face medals, holy face pictures. <clears throat> we just can't keep up with the need for the supply, but God always sends it. <laughs> if he sends you out over here, you know, you're going to suffer tremendously, like like we're going to all suffer. Right, Angela? not answering that. <laughs> I know it never went to heaven without <laughs> suffering, Marianne. I just read that I quote. Know, no, it went to heaven I without know. suffering. Yes, well, I think our world needs this devotion so much because so many people think they're going to go to heaven right away. They're really, they, they absolutely think that. And I think an image, the image, the likeness, the devotion uh, to that holy face may bring a sense of, of penance or a, a reversion, if you will, to our popular culture, which uh, really has lost the faith uh, and, thinks, uh, and thinks they're going straight up. There's no stopping them. So I, I think, right. Father, that uh, just looking at the image, you have to be touched. I mean, even if you didn't have a belief, God would touch you with that belief, looking at that face. And I think our yes, world I, needs that. Yes, there was a lot of non-practicing people that I met in St. Joe when I walked around there for five years and one guy, his name was Doe. He was from Liberia. He never became Catholic. He was a Christian. But I have an authentic relic of the Holy Face that was touched to the Vela Veronica in Rome, and I showed it to him, and he, he said, that's the most beautiful image I've ever seen. I said, yeah, because it's real. It's a relic. It was touched to the image that Jesus miraculously put on the Vela Veronica. So you're right. This, one of the one of the promises of the devotion to Holy Faith, by my faith you will work wonders and miracles. So that happened when Venerable Little Pont had those 6,000-plus miracles. But it's, I think it's latent. It's, this devotion, I hope, will have miracles in the future soon, because then I think your wish, Bonnie, will come true, what you just mentioned. Father, well, you know, you mentioned that um, that this devotion is really a blueprint to overturn what the elites are trying to do to us, which is take away our freedoms. How did we get here, and why do you think that? Well, Jesus told Sister Mary St. Peter that my father is greatly offended for two sins mostly, and that is, blasphemy. And the second yes. one is profanation of Sundays and holy days of obligation. That is doing unnecessary work on Sundays and holy days of obligation. And it's a much worse now than it was then in 1840. So Jesus told her that my father's going to send a punishment as revolutionary men, as I've talked about earlier. So the more we sin the more that we're going to get punished, because this is God's best way of waking us up from our slumber. And you know, it's so important that we follow the Ten Commandments to the T, because in the Old Testament, in the Psalms especially, is that note of how we need to meditate on the laws of God. But we have this 
anthropomorphism where people become like God, where whatever is going on in our, our heart, even if it's wrong, it's called immanentism. We think that's the rule of truth. That's the rule of faith. But you know what? Humans are, are prone to error. As Father Ripper talks about, this immanentism is wrong because our faith is objective. It comes from God through a visible church. And our visible church is suffering greatly right now. And he's, God seems to be taking it away because that's he's a good God. He's doing the best he can for us to make the most swift and quickest punishment so we can get out of our horrible dream of this generation of full of sin. So he's got a blueprint. If we read the books called The Golden Arrow, The Holy Man of Tours, The Whole World Will Love Me, which is a biography of St. Teresa of Sioux and her devotion to the Holy Faith, my book called The Secret of the Holy Faith, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. If people start with those four books, they could re- read each one of them in a month. They will have then become an expert in this devotion because an expert is defined as someone who is in the 1% of the know of a certain object or subject. And I think if people would know this devotion, live it, they will become so much more happier. They will become wise because they will be able to have that gift from the Holy Spirit to see things as God sees them. And they won't get so flustered or so depressed or so full of anxiety or fear about the future. They'll focus on becoming a saint now because God is eternal now. And he wants us to become saints now, not tomorrow or yesterday, but now. And that's what this devotion has at least it's helped me to anchor me in that hope where the world cannot move me now because God has me in an inter- internal joy that comes from the rosary, it comes from the holy sacrifice of the mass, it comes from this devotion to holy faith, spiritual reading doing the holy hours for religious and priests and at least a 15-minute day meditation for lay people. And for the future, I'm writing a fourth book, a second one on the topic of the Holy Faith, and this one's going to be called something like The Total Consecration to the Holy Faith, subtitle, How to, to Grow in the Interior Life Through the Different Stages that Have Been Set Out by St. Thomas of Aquinas. Stop talking for a minute. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. It is beautiful, Father. You know, it's funny, you, you even mentioned um, masks in your book. That, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> you know, it just it sounds like it's just a small point, but t- tell us a little bit about, you know, you, you bring up revolutionary men and what they're trying to do to us, how they're trying to rob us of our freedom and confuse things. Versus yeah. the clarity of God. Talk a little bit about what their end game is versus what God's end game is. Yeah. Sure. So we have revolutionary men. And revolutionary men, they don't care about the commandment because they want money, sex, and power. They want to rule the world. And they're simply agents of a higher being, a group of beings. And who are they? The devils. So they're being moved by the devils. And the devils cannot stand humans that have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within them. They hate Jesus. They hate God's faith. They hate the Holy Spirit. And they hate, the devils hate God dwelling within us. They hate the image of God. And man is created in the image of God. So in their war against Jesus within us, Christians, Catholics, they want to cover up the image of God, cover up our face. And I have a natural path doctor, and she explains to me, even scientifically, the face mask is not a healthy thing, because I have some health problems, and I need pure oxygen, breathing air. I can't have something over my mouth It's going to make me sick, she told me. So I'm not 
putting down anyone that has to wear these for their work or anything, but I'm saying one of their little ploys is to cover up the image of God. And the faith, I think Venerable Little Pont talks about this, the faith is the image of the soul. Wow. Isn't that interesting? These things, yeah, it's like part of the overall fabric that's being in, in, um, pushed on us, our freedoms. Control. The control, yes. And then saying this where, you know, you mentioned that maybe we need to have banners with the holy face on it because we're praying every day, <laughs> right? Let them arise, the Lord, let them flee before your face. I mean, imagine if the face is everywhere. They would be divided. They, they couldn't stand to look at it, right? Because we'd be praying this over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to have holy face there's bumper a, stickers and go ahead, Father. There's a lady that she was a I met her a year and a half ago. She's a convert. She goes to the Latin Mass in Kansas City, and last month she told me she built a website where she has on demand banners of the holy face available, and it's awesome. Oh, really? And I said you need to help us because we're. I just commissioned an artist to make a flag of the Holy Face, and we just got the art. Wow. And now she's helping me work on that. So we're getting some things going. But you see, when people get involved in this devotion for a few years, they start to get on fire, and God starts to put on their souls, particularly with their gifts and talents, how God wants them to be used for this devotion, which Sister Mary St. Peter said, Jesus told her, this is one of the greatest things under the sun. Yes. This could be one of the greatest devotions ever. Not to compete with the rosary, but these are some things that were said. And in this seventh antiphon of Matins in the old breviary, the Latin breviary, that priests used to pray, it says that Mary, she's the one that has crushed all heresies. Now, that's past tense. All heresies, she has crushed them. Well, the rosary crushed one heresy. That's called Albigensianism in the 13th century. But the heresy of Protestantism and the heresy of Anglicanism and all these other isms is still existent. But it says in the divine office that she will have crushed them all. So maybe this devotion to Holy Faith will be the devotion that Our Lady will use as her heel to crush the heresies. Because if all the heresies were crushed, there would be the triumph of America heart and the triumph of the Catholic Church. Well, guess what? Our Lady of Fatima's object is to pray the rosary for the triumph of what? Her immaculate heart. And the chapel of the Holy Face, which we prayed at the beginning of this, which was beautiful to do, its object is for the triumph of the Catholic Church. From the enemy's inside, I think, Father, as well as out, because yeah. a lot of this, you know, when Bonnie mentioned the notion that people go right to heaven and um, reparation, <laughs> the only thing I hear about reparation isn't really in the Catholic sense at all. <laughs> it's more like in the in the secular sense. So I think, you know, crushing, you know, those who hate him or his truth or don't want to accept his truth, like through modernism or relativism, um, that only God can do that at this point, right? God's well, you know, it's, the narrative of the enemy is very depressing. It's the local news. It's the news on the conventional news channels. And the narrative of God in heaven is so uplifting and joyful. So my point is, people that get involved with this devotion to the Holy Faith, it helps them to really want the narrative of heaven. And as souls go deeper into the interior life, they stop having a constant conversation with themselves, which is an egomaniac type of a way of living, to the wise man who has a constant conversation with God. That's beautiful. And when someone has a constant conversation with God, they have a thing that's called the sense of fidelium, which is the sense of the faithful. They know the truth of being a good Catholic. Just like Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice, and I know the voice of my sheep. And so, just like death is not the passageway to heaven, just because we die doesn't mean we go to heaven. 
in our catechism, we know that we have to follow the Ten Commandments. And if we die in the state of grace, that's how we get to heaven, not just by dying. And Father, we're going to have a hard break in about 12 seconds. Hang in there with me, please. And let me see if I can turn this back so you can give us your blessing, okay? Okay, go ahead, Father. Would you mind giving us your blessing? Benedicit omnipotentis patris et filii, spiritus sancti, super vos et maniat semper. Amen. Amen. Wow, Amen. what a what a beautiful show you're listening to. 88.5 FM Antioch and 7:50 AM Portage, Indiana. Father Lawrence Carney and his book is The Secret of the Holy Face. And we'd love to have you on again, Father. God bless you. Thank you. 